In this world full of ignorant bliss, our truth often gets dismissed. We all hide behind our screens, pretending to know what life truly means. But if you're here, I sense you're searching for something. Something beneath the surface, something deep within. It's time for your weekly dose of the pill that does the most. All right. Hi, folks. Welcome to another week, another episode of the Yellow Pill Podcast. Um, we don't have any catch. The podcast is not for everyone. It's kind of like what we've put on Instagram. Is, is that it now, actually? Is that, what is that, is that who we're going to be now? I don't that, know. I, why you, you say See, I feel like I have these ideas that stick. Like when when I... At the moment, at the moment it comes to my head, Yeah, it sounds like this is it. And then... Seven weeks later, I'm like, what was yeah. that? This is why you shouldn't question things too much when you first have them. Like, just put it there because you'd re- regardless of if you overthink it, to think you're okay with it, you'll be a different person in about two months and then start something else. Question. You know what I think it was? <clears throat> I, think, I think I knew that it was a good temporary fix for where I want to go eventually. If you say so, sir. All right, cool. All right, so guys, today, watch you. I'm not even sure how to call this Hosp- like hospitableness hospitable is that even a word hosp- is that uh, even a word it is a word apparently um because when i was doing my readings on the topic i, I was looking at hospitality but i realized hospitality as a, as a word has deviated into yeah it's a noun for deviated into the industry yeah a collective of, noun for um, the industry yeah yeah as opposed to the acts and the virtue yeah perhaps all right um, so that was an observation so i realized it was actually a different word for yeah. that which covers the yeah. same thing all right cool so w- i'm just going to i remember when this episode or like when the thought about this episode sort of like popped up so i'll just lean on that a bit to describe what we're about to speak about and then i'll leave you to hopefully sprinkle in a few things well obviously we have the questions that we're going to go through shortly but guys welcome to um, a new week, a new episode. Like I said earlier, we're going to be talking about hospitability, hospitableness, as well as hospitableness. Hospitableness. Okay. Yes. God help us pronounce that word properly throughout this episode. But anyways, okay. So summer, I was Ajala travels everywhere across <laughs> everywhere I could be, and um, I stayed with people pretty much, and. I think Wally and I, well, I stayed with Wally as well at some point. And I thought about how, if roles were turned, how, okay, actually, no, let me backtrack again. Wally made me feel at home in this place a bit more than I feel like I would have if the tables were turned. And so it was a conversation about how some people are a lot more welcoming and they know how to, you know, I guess, you know, treat people well in their home when, when they come in. I have the tendency to try to make myself small in spaces that are not mine. So regardless of if the person is like good at hosting or not, I always just try to make myself seem scarce. Almost like try to make it seem like I'm not there at all um, in a sort yeah. of way. Yeah. So I tend to do that a lot. And um, it then got me thinking about, I'm, I don't think, I don't consider myself the best host in that sort of way. I am too... I don't know what I would describe it as, but I like my Why space so much. It, we'll, we'll unpack it in this episode. But I like oh, my yeah. space a lot. And, but funny enough, people will still call me nice. Just that my, 
natural disposition sometimes is to, if I don't have to, not have to host at all, right? So either it's friends visiting for, you know, the day or whatnot. Like for me, it just feels very stressful. No, I don't like it. It just feels like a stressful experience for me. Um, because I also sometimes, I don't think people make themselves as small as I would be in the alternate scenario. So it's just a whole like bunch of things. Maybe I'm overthinking myself into these things, but just generally when I'm supposed to have friends over, um, I just start to overthink things and I'm just thinking, oh, they might need this, they might need that. Uh, but it ends up being a good experience, just that the build up to it is not as calming for me, right? And I remember uh, I wanted... To- mm. I remember like uh, when I was 12 or something or 10 years old, um, I, I had a b- birthday party and we had it at home. And I know building up to it, I was very excited. And the day came, everybody came. And I think at some point I was done, but obviously people were still around. <laughs> so I was just thinking about it like, okay, I don't think I want to have a birthday in my house anymore because I need control of when things can end. And usually mm, when you have mm. folks in your house, things can't do that. So, Maybe it's a sense of control that I prefer or that I don't like or, you know, I cater to. But essentially, I don't necessarily think of myself as the best host compared to some of my other friends. Um, And that's just the story of things. So anyways, I was thinking about that while at your place. (laughs) Well, so that's not going to show on the main screen. But Wally's currently battling. I don't even know how to describe what it is because it's even hard to put the premise. But anyways, uh, so basically, I would I would um I would uh, give away my give myself away. Yes. So if okay. you guys follow us on Instagram, you see that I have some. I like to have some vibes behind me on my screen mm. via my screen playing a video of an of an ambience. But I picked an ambience today on YouTube, but like it's a background video that has ads. <laughs> which are making which are annoying my soul. So I have to cancel my ads every time they pop up behind my screen. Yeah. So that it doesn't give away my ambience. Yeah. Anyway, so that that confused me, which is why we just went off track a bit. But anyways, <laughs> so the whole thing about just being hospitable or yeah, hospital hospital is that word. The whole thing about it came up from obviously me being around in people's homes all through the holidays and all of that, and just trying to figure out, oh, if the tables were turned, you know, what would it be like for me and what 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 makes some people a lot more open to receiving like guests and you know, being welcoming and things like that. And you know, what are the, I guess as we're going to uncover cultural dynamics around that, because some cultures, it's yeah. a lot more, it's a lot more straightforward, but I, I'll park it yeah. there and, yeah. and allow yeah. you. I mean, the reasons you gave are spot on, um, and I, we'll come to that later. And, but the reasons why I thought about topic as in pattern one was not even because of some of the reasons you gave us, as probably regarding to you coming over, but also my own experience as well. Mm. Um, because given what my change was from PhD to now, I had to experience some of that as the guest, mm. and but also being in a relationship, being with close friends, being with people with different cultures, you also understand and experience different ideas of being hospitable <clears throat> and hospitality. And then I guess it began to, and as you, you guys know on this podcast, once something hits our heads. <laughs> that is not that seems like a normal thing we know that there is not a normal thing behind it there's a huge body of ideas philosophy thinking that follows that mm. act or thoughts and that was the same for hospitality slash hospitableness 
yeah. I thought, bang, let's approach this as a topic mm. for today. So obviously we've begun by hinting a bit on personal stuff, but let's maybe go to class a little bit um, okay. on the concepts and shed out the cobwebs that make us not sure what the words mean. So, you know, you started by saying hospitality belongs to the industry as a word, right? Mm. Um, and I found the reason, I don't know whether I saw my notes, but my notes show the reason that um, in the 1980s, um, that's when the word hospitality emerged as a word to embrace establishments that offer accommodation, dining, drinking, snack bars, etc. Right? And it was kind of a term that performed the role of a being a convenient shorthand, as they say. But then it also, they also used it to advance the positive image of that industry, mm. right? Because it's a commercial industry of hotels, dining, snack bars, but you say hospitality, it gives you that, it conjures that positivity yeah. about it. And it also made the idea of guests being welcome, of course, and but in reality, they have to pay the price. Mm. Then, in, then bring in hospi- hospitableness as a term. Mm. What's the difference? So essentially, they are related. Hospitality and hospitableness are related inherently. But the difference lies in the fact that um, hospitality seems to be connected to different languages and cultures. And perhaps I'll say it's probably one of the, it's probably the, the first word that emerged. Right? Because I, cause I did read that it's a word that came from hostility. Mm. Apparently, um, and that's because um, it's a, it's it's with is it ugh, how do I say this? It's like a good and evil word in the sense of without strangers being around, there is no need to be hospitable. Mm. So the strangers brought the hostility, and that brought the need to be hospitable. Mm. And the strangers in this sense were often in the ideas of not not people entering your homes as friends, but more on a national scale or a tribe scale or a group of people's scale, mm. if that makes sense. So, and so which is why the word came from medieval times, right? And it just means friendliness to guests. So the word essentially hospitality is, is talking about being make, making sure that your guests feel welcome, safe, mm. um, and accompanied, right? And of course, this is why this word has been used in several context of commercial world now that we have in hotels, etc. Mm. Now, if you go to the definition of, the, of, of hospitableness by the dictionary, it says, it's, hospitableness, this is going to be a strong word for me to struggle with. I told you. But this is going to be a, this is going to be a word I'm going to struggle with throughout this episode, but hospitableness is defined <laughs> as generous and friendly treatment of visitors and guests. Mm. That's by Merriam-Webster. And Oxford says it's the quality of being hospitable, which of course, doesn't tell us anything, but if you mm-hmm. unpack that further, it says the reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, or strangers with liberality and goodwill. Mm. And finally, Cambridge says it's the quality of being willing to have guests. Yeah. So, so this one's about the willing the willingness, to have guests, yeah. particularly strangers in your home. Mm. Right. Now, mm. having heard this through your initial reaction, before I go into perhaps the definitions from the academic perspective or do you want to just touch that quickly yeah let, let's let's get all the okay book things out so of the way. So, so the academic, uh, academic definition of hospitableness um again they put that as a component of, of hospitality yeah and define it as uh, a personality traits which is very interesting 
that some people possess more than others. Mm. Right. And this is by a person called Telfer. And Telfer talks about the fact that being a good host is not necessarily a condition to being hospitable. Mm. Right. In fact, being a good host is not necessarily a condition to be hospitable. Mm. Because someone who's, someone who's hospitable can, is somebody who often entertains attentively and is out of a motive appropriate to hospitality. Okay. Right. So again, it's, I think the idea there is you can be nice, you can be a good host by but having not, everything, yeah. have, having everything um, ready for your guests, but it doesn't mean you're hospitable. Okay. Now someone else then take it further and say, hospitableness is related to a moral virtue. Hmm. Right. But they, but, they then, but they then differentiate it between hospitableness to friends and then the Good Samaritan hospitableness. To strangers. So for anybody who's a stranger to the word Good Samaritan, it's, the, it's a reference to a parable in the Bible by Jesus that talks about how um, Good Samaritan, Samaritan as a word is supposed to be a sinner, somebody who is a... Just not Jewish, outskirts, not part of Abraham. Not part blood, of, yeah. of us. Yeah. Kind of um Outside, kind of person. Outcast. But then in, in, in the in the parable, it was the Samaritan that helped um a dying man after the man was ignored by two other people who were of the faith. Mm. Right. So again, that's the idea of the good Samaritan. But I think everybody should know what that means. Yeah, everybody knows this. Anyway. Then finally, they then say that genuine hospitableness cannot be developed or grown over time was instead printed into our character or personality at birth, almost <laughs> genetically. <laughs> Interesting. But then the key word they say is genuine, which is why they call it a bit of a human trait. Yeah, we'll pack that, but let's, 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 keep, let's wrap it up on that. Is there and finally, finally, on the religious perspective, um, obviously it's a, it's a term that we find a lot in the Bible, mm-hmm. which Christians will know that, but... Just for those who went on about the Islam perspective, is that there's also the idea of being, being hospitable in the Islam perspective as well, mm. where they talk about um, Muhammad quoting that let the believer in Allah and the day of judgment honor his guest. Mm. And you find many examples in the Bible, which I can give later, but I think you guys would all know if you're Christian. Um, but yeah, so I think the key premises from this is even though both words are linked, hospitableness has been taken from hospitality to mirror or represent what you call a human trait mm. quality that almost feels like part of one's self. And that translates into your actions when you are practicing hospitality. Mm. Yeah. Um, so... First of all, like the born with thing, let's start with that one. Like I, that's a very tough one to to agree with because yeah, what does a <laughs> yeah? It, it's just very weird because I think it it's a thing that only comes through in the presence of social relationships. So how are you born with it? When just ignore it, like because I'm going to keep looking at you when you look back at this thing. But um, it, it's it's a thing that pops up when I say pops up because it's an ad. Oh, jeez, this is going to be so problematic. Um, so pretty much, like, I feel like it's a weird trait to say you're born with when the only time it's going to come out is in the presence of social relationships. So that I don't necessarily um, 
know what the angle is in that sort of way? Or what do you think about that whole burn retection before we move into the other things? I guess maybe it's one of those things where it's a trait that's linked to other traits that you're born, born with. So it's one of those things where if you say, if you're hospitable as a natural trait, you're also likely to be X, Y, Z. But pause. Are there any actually current traits that we have that are social, that not physical traits that we're actually born with? I think so. I think like some what? people are... Personality-wise, I think some, some, of, some, some of the personality I guess so some... Yeah, I guess some babies... In, like, so, in, yeah. imprinted. Yeah, I right. guess so. I guess so. Um, may, maybe there's a magnitude of which your nurturing of the environment can expand that or constrain it, perhaps. Mm. Yeah. Right? But I think some of it would be um, imprinted genetically. Yeah. And I Actu- guess that also applies. Yeah, yeah. So maybe this is the thing about attachment styles in a sort of way, but... Um, I'll say, you should ask this. I also asked my mom. I think I've asked that before. But what, what, what personality they thought you had as a kid, like before you could even speak? Like, I guess it's a question to our audience as well. Oh. Like, you know, what, what personality did your parents say you had, you know, growing up as a kid before you could actually speak as a baby? You know, what kind of baby do you think you are? Just to, that's a sidetrack thing. All right. Um, I've never asked that. <laughs> you've never asked or you will never ask. I have never asked. Okay, okay. I'll okay, probably okay, ask, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, But okay. Is it okay if we go into the questions that I had? Because I feel like that also... Yep, sure. It. All Let's right. do that. So what I did was, um, I just checked what... Because obviously when there's research around something, there's usually questions they use to generate um, data that they used to then make, you know, insights and inferences from. So I tried to so find... the measurements, yeah. Yeah. So, so I tried to find questions that researchers have used to measure a person's hospitableness, right? While considering the topic. And there's like 10 different categories here. So I'm just going to yes or no questions, maybe not so much context. And both Wale and I will answer this and you guys can, you know, answer us in the comments, see if there's any things that stand out to you. So first category is generosity and welcoming attitude. So how willing are you to invite friends and family to your home? I'm willing, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Um, like, except, except like, yeah, yeah, my girlfriend or something. Like, the, I feel like the only people that I create or keep, carve that space out for without thinking twice about it is people that I'm in a relationship with for whatever reason. All right, okay. All right. Although, I, I, I don't really like, like, unannounced visits, but I, I think that's everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. I Me mean, on and on, like if you're even if you're announcing your family, like it doesn't change anything. It doesn't really change anything for me. So announce or don't announce. It's just uh, it's, it's like that. Um, how often do you go out of your way to make guests feel comfortable? Oh, for me, it's very important. Yeah. So I'll say I'll say most times. Yeah. So me, the caveat, like I said, because the only people that I usually tend to accept into my home willy nilly is people that i'm in a relationship with and in those cases i tend to go out of my way um if it's just a regular like i've had i still host friends and all of that i might i'll go out of my way but it's not the first thought like i if i need to do mm. something i'll do it well but it's not like i'll go out of my way to be asking you questions like what do you need, do you need? if you tell me what you need i'll go out of the way but if you don't say right, anything right. I'm on your own me and you are, <laughs> <laughs> me and you are both fine all right pro social behavior is the next category in social gatherings, how often do you offer to help guests with their needs? I guess what it depends on like who's hosting. Social gatherings. Yeah. Like, 
if you were actually let's do it if you're not the one hosting but you're in a social gathering how often i guess you're, you're a guest as well so maybe it doesn't count so you know if yeah, you're, i mean what i can picture is if i'm in my friend's party house party for example and yeah we're having an occasion and then some guests come but maybe i'm familiar with the house more yeah yeah, if somebody asks me, oh, where's something? I'll definitely tell them where it is. And if somebody, if, it's, if it's somebody I invite to my friend stuff, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be looking out, looking out for them as well. Yeah. So it may not be my house, but I still have to look out for them and just say, oh, what do you need? You need let me know. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of I, I think I do this as well, but because I don't like, like I do it, but I tend not to invite people to a lot of things because I don't want to have to do it. <laughs> you get what I mean? Like. like <laughs> Like, yeah, because, I because I know it, it's I something it. that I'll, I'll do and I'll happily do it. But it's like, if I had a choice, I would just go solo to a thing and go out like uh, of my own thing. God, I'm, I don't even know what this means about me. All right. Do you often share resources such as food, drinks or accommodation with guests? Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. I want you to share your food or your drink or your yeah, accommodation yeah. if they're, yeah. they're guests. I mean, if they're already yes. a guest, then you have to share this. You things, have to right? share so these things like, exactly. So yeah, yeah my answer, my answer is yes. Don't worry, I'm not going to say no to that. Yes, I do. I do share my resources. <laughs> um, yeah, I do share my resources. All right, social interactions. Do you enjoy hosting social events or parties? Mm, that's a good question. Mm. I I don't really know yet because I feel like I've not really had a consistent space for it. Yeah, I've I've usually been. The one who gets invited, mm. or a, I rarely host. Yeah, but when I host, I do enjoy it. Mm. So I do enjoy hosting, but I rarely do it. But I think that's a circumstance of space and all perhaps, of No, not no, not even space. I don't, no, I don't, I don't care about space too much. But I mean, and I, where I live now in the city, I just moved here, and I know there's a few people here that I met when I moved here. Mm. But a lot of people that I knew before moving here don't live here, right? So, for example, that, that means I've not had any ginger to host anything mm. regularly. Mm. 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 You know, if, if, that, if, if, if I know, if my, if my people I knew lived here, I think I would do a lot more events. Events. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- I think you would. I think you would. Um, do I enjoy hosting social events or parties? Um, no, like I've said, because... Um, exit times are not determined by like i i'm just i'm not the best like i can do it but i like i I don't like planning events generally i don't even like planning events so even with work vfa my co-founders like we're in the industry where it actually helps to host events and things like that it takes a lot of mental gymnastics for me to host an event like i rather do something online and just do it like like bro but funny enough whenever i do happen to host them they go well and it's like oh why were you stressing it yeah, doesn't still it. change. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy it. It's just not as stressful as I imagined it would, it would be. <laughs> so don't. I do. I do. I don't enjoy it. No, no, I don't. Um, right. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let me move a bit further. Do you feel that hosting guests enhances your relationships with those guests? Yes. Um, I think so. Most likely, yeah. It's not why I do it. Yeah. Um, but I think... No, I, I, no. I <laughs> I don't know if it does, to be honest. Pause. I let don't me, know. Let me ask the follow-up question. Know. So the follow-up question might qualify it a bit, which is, to what extent do you believe that showing hospitality is important for maintaining social connections? 
I mean, it definitely is because if people visit you and you treat them with the opposite of hospitality, it affects your relationship with them. So it right? begs to say... Particularly, particularly when people might feel like your negligence reflects how much you value them mm. or rather how little you value them, mm. right? which I think is a real thing because I think I have probably experienced that sometimes. And maybe sometimes given, given how I think about it, I might qualify the same for the other person too. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like, oh, because... I'll, I'll do X, Y, Z for this, for anybody. I, I, must, I must like, by default, expect at least half from other people mm. if I'm in that position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But definitely, I think it definitely improves relationships for sure because it shows, the opposite will show that they, they don't value them, I think. And perhaps the full range of being hospitable Shows that you 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 attach value to those people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I would say for me, um, I'll add a layer to this, and I'll say depending on how, like, actually depends on what happens during the hosting events. Like, I don't think it's a blanket thing that the more you host, the better relationships. Because if you host people and they come and they don't oh, yeah, give you, and they course. don't give you that, they don't afford the same respect as, you know, like they don't return your hospitality in the moments in the kind, I don't know, with kindness or with decency. It affects, I would say it affects relationships. Um, enhancing depends on how it goes, is what I would say um, to, to that. And, and also there's, there's also the element of the number and the event. That's yeah. That, um, Exactly. System thinking we should add to it. Mm. If it's if it's if it's a hosting scenario where you invite three people, whereas yeah. three of them, the only one one is your best friend, the other two are just mm. the, um, random friends. The quality of relationship being improved from that is different from if you have a party of ten or fifteen and, and those invite, three are involved. Yeah, true, and then true. and the other two are involved. Yeah. So I think it also depends on that. It also depends on the occasion. Mm. If you're inviting people for your, your birthday, for example, people might quantify that as, oh, just a birthday party. Yeah. I'm part of the guest list. Mm. And it may not attach as much significant value to the relationship you share with those people. True. true if true, they're true. not already your very strong friends. Yeah. Whereas if you, in, if you, if you say, oh, you're having a, um, a chill night just to, I don't know, watch movies. Mm. Like something that, that has no special occasion to it, but feels as a thoughtful event. And, and mm. they are invited. They feel, they, people can then feel special if they're invited. And then how you treat them in that occasion then may then build a relationship. So I think those two mm. might actually be another kind of variable in this equation. All right. So three more categories. We're going to blow through some of them quite quickly. One is, how do you feel about having people stay at your home for extended periods? I honestly do not mind extended periods. I think my, for me, what, what's important for me is just to know Heads up. the range. Yeah. When it ends. Yeah. If, if someone's in trouble and they need to stay with me for two months, and I, I know it's two months, that, yeah. that's different from when somebody says, I'll be here for, I'm for coming it. next week, but I don't know when I'm going to leave. Yeah. Or 
if so i think the for me the key thing is just understanding the situation mm-hmm. in terms of how long this is going to be like yeah i guess that's that's not for the fact of wanting to be alone always but just to also control yourself in your own home and say okay this is going to be for two months so we're going to have to do or two weeks etc but when it, but when but when that those lines are blurred when it's not knowing it feels a bit chaotic yeah absolutely um same answers there i think um for me it's just knowing exactly what to plan for um and things like that um i guess the other bit of this that i'm currently going through about to go through now is when you know it's an airbnb situation and i'm in a f- dynamic where like we have like an extra room in our apartments that we put out on airbnb but i'm not the one in charge of picking the guests and whatnot so i'm almost on the receiving like i get a heads up about if we're going to have like an extra person in the house but i don't have any say in the interactions and for me maybe certain things for example if the duration is exceedingly long my tendency would be to say no but this other person my housemate doesn't necessarily have that same reservations about that so for me whenever i hear an nba being guest is coming i'm a sad person and like the Mm-mm. the build up up to that makes sense yeah the build up up to the person coming is just like it feels like a weight on my shoulder now sometimes the person arrives and they're great and doesn't go like we just had a guest that that left recently and yeah like i guess my anxiety building up to it was a bit unwarranted for the most part because again it's a big enough house we didn't really cross paths as much and the person's actually a great person to have conversations with the problem is when it goes wrong, right? It's when it's just someone that you just don't gel with or yeah, vibe with. Yeah. And then the person is in your house yeah. for, you know, the next one month. So I think for me, that's kind of like where the line is. Um, I think we've covered this already. Do you feel anxious when you have to host guests? I do. Do you? I don't feel anxious when I have to host a guest, no. Okay. Anxious when I have to. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're thinking yeah. about it is just a no. Like my mind is a, is a pure is a pure yes, I, which I mentioned earlier on. It's just a whole thing. Um, but and also, you, I think the I should say is it doesn't mean I always say yes to everything, though. Yeah, no, no, no. But when you just point to <laughs> before people yeah, call okay. earlier, I'd be like, "How far?" <laughs> 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 you, said, you said you like to host. <laughs> I mean, you can give me a call, and I'll, I'll I'll let you know how it is. Like, if it's not possible, it's not possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, this one is, do you worry about the ex- expectations of being a good host? No. 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 Mm. Okay. Do you? Um, no, not really. Like, I don't think about it that old person would think I'm more a good host if I don't do X, Y, or Z. I don't think I, I worry about those expectations, but um, I do have the idea that there's a social pressure a bit to obviously maybe be a lot more willing to do certain things than I feel like I'm traditionally predisposed to. That just felt like a word salad. You know what would be funny though with yeah. that pressure and anxiety thing is if scenarios whereby you are married and mm. you have family coming over. Oh, jeez. That kind of scenario. Mm. That might create some kind of anxiety because then it's you're more no more the only one in control of your hospitality. Mm, it's mm. now you and somebody else mm. and in such cases what that's different is you, someone can say well if it's you right now you're, you're still the one doing the same thing you're doing yes but in this home as the host 
even though you're part of the host, you're nobody so so host. Yeah. So yeah. if your concern is making your guests feel hospitable in your own way, keyword in your own way, mm. you can't always guarantee that your the person you're with would have that same way towards yeah. that guest. Yeah. yeah. So so also your anxiety might rise up if you're not sure how your guest would react to your other part s- situation whereby you can't control everything. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And the final question, which kind of like connects to this thing that you've mentioned is about environments and family, but were you raised in an environment where hospitality was emphasized? So that's the thing. I've thought about this a lot and I don't know what I was emphasized when I was growing up. I don't even think it was that much <laughs> emphasized because I don't think we were... Sunday, Sunday hosting... Sunday, Sunday people. hosting <laughs> people. Yeah. And what I do remember is... Obviously, I think this is every Nigerian household where if you have a guest, everybody tries to feed the, them, drink, make them drink the cultural thing. It's very normal in our culture, <laughs> go and right? Buy coke, go and do all of this thing. Go and do all of that. Yeah. Go and do all of that. You cook everything. Um, which again is good. It's one of the things that I think I'm proud of in my own in our culture anyway. Mm. Um, the other part that I think I remember that was the reverse is my mom never really liked when guests would get access to other parts of the house. Mm, she, yeah. she, she's very protective of where you the go. other spaces, like yeah. the, the room. But I, I never thought <laughs> that too, I never thought too much about it, about why. Mm. And then I remember one time, some, some of my friends from uni were, were in Ibadan and they came to my house and then we walked into my my dad's room together because I'm sure something. But then I felt so strange with him being there because I thought, I don't, I don't, we don't really bring guests here. But then I thought, it was already here. <laughs> <laughs> you get. Yeah. But I yeah. don't know where I came from. But then I guess we'll come to it later. But then I think when I then moved to my cousin's place, yeah, they were like the opposite. Everybody it was a free do. flowing affair. So then I realized a new way. Mm of possibilities through that, which we'll go into mm-hmm. later. But yeah, I guess growing up, it was a bit of a mixed one for me. Yeah. Um, we didn't, re- we didn't, we didn't host a lot. A lot. I, I don't remember that. Like both when my dad was alive and also when he passed and we moved, it wasn't a, it wasn't a thing. Although like, I think we're more on the opposite end. Like we might be the ones to like, make, maybe go stop by someone's house. And, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, everything. yeah. And, and also, yeah. you know, even as a young kid, you know when you are guests in people's houses and then they're very, 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 very hospitable Hospitable, yeah, exactly. There's people exactly. that you go to that you have, that their houses were the ones where you wanted to go every time because you know that there's always everything there. Yeah, they're yeah. Their feet had everything. everything. The ace was always on. <laughs> you know, exactly. the game was always on to, to play. There was those, 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 those ice My in the guy fridge. said the AC was always <laughs> on. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean though you know what I mean there was always that one family that, that was a family friend that had everything on plug everything. yeah yeah and yeah. the lights were also white not yellow but white lights so <laughs> so, so like they always gave you the mental bar as a kid like okay 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 let's... yeah yeah if your mom says oh we're going to this house you're, you're getting up you're ready yeah do you know what's go. funny what's funny about this is um, I don't know because of how my mom raised me and the neighborhood I was in I was a kid that was a bit free we could go anywhere so i would be in this person's house like after school i would do my stuff and then go to a friend's house and be there for like three or four hours and come back home so i was always in like toby's going to this person's house toby's in the house and everyone always treated me 
like I was just part of their family as well. Family, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. so honestly, I, I yeah, I, it's which is an interesting thing. So it's weird that I'm the person that was always in people's houses, but then when not comes to people coming to my house, I'm saying all these things that I'm saying. The hypocrisy there is quite loud. I can hear it. But no, guys, no, but then you yeah. never know. It could be. <laughs> You never know, bro. It could be a circumstance of the equation is not complete for you to know that this mm. is this is who you are. Yeah, completely. Because if you live in Nigeria, you could you could feel differently. Mm. If you live in the UK, you could feel differently. If you live in the US, you could feel differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but those are my questions. Um, I think that helped us touch on so many things that we might unpack or not unpack. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think it was a good, uh, good segue into personal experiences. Mm-hmm. I thought we could probably share um, personal anecdotes, experiences of hospitableness, and this could be things where either you or your friend has received hospitality, and maybe how those experiences have impacted your perception mm. of it yeah. so so maybe maybe i can i can start with this one um so, so so in terms of received i think for me it's just there's two main ones that stand out mm. and that's because they were quite long stays mm-hmm. um again i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure i've had many more so if anybody listening say oh, will it, boy, <laughs> uh, i had you in my house <laughs> you know mention me no, 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 no. I, I do appreciate that. Um, oh, my God. But the key word is there's two main ones that stand out. And perhaps I'll explain why they stand out. Um, so the first one, of course, was my cousins in Lagos. And I think that one was just perhaps, for me, the a life lesson right there about hospitality mm. in terms of... It's not only about... Uh, about me being treated as family but I saw how they did that to with other people mm. who were never blood mm. right so I knew that okay it was a natural thing it was it was, it was only to the point whereby even if I have guests like my uncle would always ask me ah your guests are not eating your guests are not eating she's not eating she's not eating she's not eating whatever even, even for my own guests right and mm. there was always mm. you could send that it was always kind of genuine so I learned from that because I was with them for years, right? Three, three years, thereabout. Mm-hmm. And I learned in that time how much they made their home a space for other people. Um, of course, the benefits to them in, in terms of you can you can you know who your kids roll with, etc. I get that, yeah. but the the costs were probably more in terms of resources. Because mm-hmm. we're eating the food essentially. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think for me, it taught me, it made me more open. I'll say, I'll say that's probably what made me more open. Because like whenever I have a guest, I, I'm, I still always think about those times of need where those were open for me in terms mm. of, and it was done without any kind of um, inconvenience. Mm. 
Yeah. If there was inconvenience, it was was masked very well. Very well. Let's mm. put it that way. And of course, um, as as a young boy from Ibadan, you definitely do your best. Like you said, you're in somebody's house, always be impactful. Never mm. look like you are. You only. You only. You only a minus. Always try and be a plus. Yeah. So yeah. so even if so even if you cannot offer quantitative value back by perhaps money, you can mm-hmm. offer some value by helping out with the household. Yeah. Things like yeah. that, right? Yeah. One second. Yeah. So, so of course, so that, that, that was the same for me. And I think to today, I think that's something that, that's entrenched. Um, if, I, if I didn't live there, I probably, I don't know if I was still, I probably would still be, a, be a, I probably would still value hospitableness. Mm. Or maybe the, to the extent, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously the next one I mentioned that was also notable was just last year when I, when I stayed with Elaine mm. and the family. And I think the context for that, for everyone listening is, when I had to move out of my previous place, um, I, 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 definitely, I definitely needed like a buffer of like four months because my plans to, to move cities, to change to work was just very, very delayed. And at, at, at this point, I, I, you can call her as my, my boss slash my boss slash friend. And they took me in. And of course, for context, culturally, they are white British. The white British family, mom, dad, and a daughter, because the son, the son was in the navy, and I felt I thought I'd be there for like a week or two. Genuinely thought I'd be there for a week or two. So again, I was there indefinitely, and I was doing something that I would find inconvenient. Being, mm. being, being, being somewhere when someone, someone being with me indefinitely. Yeah. But the first sign of strong hospitality she showed was telling me on day one or day two and said. You can stay as long as you like, and do not do, do not creep around. <laughs> like so coming and coming coming and go as you want. Walk yeah. normally. Don't don't feel like anything. And I was even surprised at the way I felt comfortable in the house because I felt like home because they treated they made me feel like as part of the home. Yeah. And I think that was that was another reminder again that ugh, bam okay well you know people show up in in random ways, in different ways. Mm. So if you ever get a chance in little ways, then do it. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Um, so as we were talking, I, you know, I first thought, oh, what are my personal experiences? And I didn't even have to look too far. Oh, because... sorry. Before you continue, let me just yeah. give, and, and, and for my short stays, just sh- sh- shout out to my <laughs> friends in London, in, uh, where where about? He says shout out to all my friends like he's a mixtape. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, in love, in uh, where else? Everywhere. Shout 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 to all my short stay friends around right. the globe. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um. So yeah, I don't have any. Okay, but I was gonna share one. I'll share my short stay one, the most recent one that you know after this. But I think growing up. I wouldn't necessarily call it a um, hosting kind of thing, but let's call it that. So um, during the final three years of my um, high school experience, I, for some reason, I didn't want to stay alone. I, I was having way more fun with some family friends that recently moved into the area. So they used to, they moved into a very big house and there were extra rooms in there and it was just a vibe. And I used to go there every weekend. After a while, you know, it was kind of like, 
what's the point of going back home? That sort of thing. Because there was a point in 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 the past where one of the kids actually lived with us uh. for an extended period of time. It was almost I don't know if I think families do this. So my dad had passed away. My mom didn't want me to be alone. Um, the friend had four kids, and you know, <laughs> it wasn't sent one over. Not not like that, but essentially. <laughs> I know, Yusuf, if you're listening to this, hi. Um, but essentially, yeah. Oh my like, God, imagine what was me that sent over. So what, I'm like the, uh, the scapegoat soldier. <laughs> no, but I think, he, I, I don't know. It was it was very interesting. I don't, I, don't think, I don't remember how long it was for. I don't think it was like a year or anything, but there are baby pictures of us being dressed like similarly and all of those things. And yeah, he, he lived with us for quite a while. Um, he, he's in Canada right now, but yeah. But anyway, so, you know, later on in my final three years of school, I just, yeah, one of his brothers was my age mates. I was close to him as well. And we were kind of like family at that point in time. We were always family. So I just moved there and yeah, I stayed there for like two years, which was a very interesting thing because my house was just like a 10 minute drive away. Like it wasn't, mm. it wasn't far, but you know, I'd maybe only go home on Sundays to say hi to mom, say and whatnot, and then go back there and I'm there for the entire week. And it, it was like my own mini boarding school experience because their house was a bit strict as well. And they were only allowed to speak Yoruba in the house. So there were other things mm. where why I was inspired to go there. Yeah, it was it's very interesting family, like very educated, but they wanted to maintain that cultural side of things. And so um that's how it was. Um and, and I really oh, enjoyed boy. it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um and but I would it, it doesn't necessarily come primarily to me as or they were hosting me kind of thing because mm. I, I kind of like had a choice, right? But that kind of like what, was what it was. But the other recent one that has really also stayed with me quite strongly is one of my friends in Nairobi, Timame. Um, she listens to the podcast once in a while, but if she's listens to this one, the hi. It sounds familiar. I think I've seen it on Instagram somewhere. Yeah, she, she also follows us on Instagram. But right, right. I think I was coming to Nairobi and I, I think I was already planning to like book an Airbnb on something and we we're just talking and she's like, oh, like, are you, are you in town? I was like, yeah, she was like, oh, she has an extra room at that place. I should come and stay. And I, I went there and I think I was there for like two weeks at first. And they made me feel like so at home. And then the next time I was coming to Nairobi, um, I just asked her, hey, I'm coming to town and all of that. She was like, okay, I'll get your room ready. I'm like, okay. Yeah, like yeah. You, 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 you yeah. went to say, I'll get your room ready. It's like, ooh. It's like, like, you. you. And, and bro, literally, literally, like, it, they did do that. And essentially, like, I felt like the, it was just both of them that they, they, they rented the apartment together. But I felt like the third person where, oh, yeah, this is Toby's house as well, right? And then even when I, when I left to go back to Ghana, they'd be like, you know, when are you coming back and that sort of thing. So it was a very different dynamic, like, all together and almost made me feel like, okay, what special power do these people have that this is something that they're able to mm. do like just willingly and how can I, you know, get some of that, right? I'm going to Nairobi again soon and they're already like, you know, expecting me and, and all those sorts of things. So like, it's weird because even an another friend keeps telling me that, oh, you know, whenever I'm in town, like I can come over, he also has a spare room and all of those things. But then I feel so... Like it's like, oh, I already have a house in 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 every sort of thing, and that that's how we yeah, intensely yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how intensely that feels. Um, but yeah, th those are the two experiences I can share. Yeah, no, that 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 also mirrors my uh, my friends here in London as well. Like, and by the, I remember his previous place, I always felt comfortable there. They always made me feel comfortable there as well. Yeah, and 
In fact, like we had this mini joke that they were like, "This is my London house." Yeah. As well. Yeah. So like, so yeah. like, so like, so like, even when I, I think we had a New Year party this year and over there, and I kept calling my friend like, "Oh, I'm having a party." Yeah. Like, do you live in London? I'm like, no, but it's my house or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and I'm gonna do this now. What one I should never forget is my sister, my big sister. Like, complete shout outs because so. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. For me, course. for me, uh, where my sister lives is is my house. Like, and my sister is amazing. Like, I do even like. I know folks. You can shout say. Yeah, I know my I know folks you can say, oh, family, like you have to, all of those things. But there's the for me, this felt like another level, right? Like for me, coming to the UK, I don't even think twice about it. Like Bro, she even makes you reels. Yeah. Her, <laughs> like I have my own key stuff. Like I can call like it's you know when like you know the whole tiptoe thing? It's like for me, I almost sometimes drop my guard a bit. That's how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like I almost, almost, almost drop my guard a bit. Um, uh, when when I'm in her, at her place and yeah, um, I love you, big sis, from the bottom of my heart because I know you listen to this all the time. So, um, but yeah, I love you too, big sis. <laughs> 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 yes. All right. So yeah. What okay. Next? So let's let's talk about something that's important. That pretty much the crux of the conversation. Why is being what is the essence of hospitableness? Why should it be something that we should create, we should extend to others? Um, what are the emotional and psychological aspects of hospitableness that are quite important? And it's funny because if you search for the word hospitableness, you'd often get answers that are religious. Mm. And for me, what I showed was that our circular world doesn't speak about it enough mm. as a virtue. And I'll, and, and I'll tell you why this is also very important. And I want everybody to listen to this properly. See, I said it like, like, <laughs> like a pastor. But if you think about it, right, when you walk down the street, you can tell why the circular world is not hospitable by default. When you walk down the street, I don't know about Ghana, I don't know about Nigeria, but from UK context, everyone goes about their business in a way that suggests. It's just me on this street. But if you think about it deeply, it is weird that we're all humans stemming from the same place and we just go about our business as if we're the only ones on the street. I don't mean only ones in the terms of we ignore other people by bumping into them, but I mean in terms of the fact that we don't, we don't recognize or acknowledge people that we encounter on the road. And that example I'll give in that, in that, in that um, aspect is if somebody smiles, someone smiles at you, Mm-hmm. On the road, right? You find it weird immediately. That's your first response, right? You first think, the first thing you think is, who is this <laughs> uh, weirdo smiling at me, mm-hmm. right? Um, it just feels odd. I think that's because the default already is to see everyone as a stranger mm-hmm. that is perhaps hostile or you can't trust, which I understand. The world is. Not always safe. Yeah. But it just reflects the fact that even though anyone can be a pastor, an imam, a secular person, whatever you are, the parable of, of, the, of the Good Samaritan, everyone is the two priests. <laughs> yeah. That walks away, yeah. That walks, that walks around. Yeah. Because you can genuinely walk on your street right now. I can do that right now and... And I can see I'm, I'm in tears and only maybe one person will stop. 
But mm-hmm. in, 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 a, in an ideal world, everyone, even everyone, nine, nine, nine out of 10 should stop. So if you then ask then, what's this rant about? Rant is pointing to the fact that it all, everything we see in those examples I gave kind of mirror how being hospitable is not a societal, current societal value, virtue. Yeah. Because the stranger remains the stranger regardless of the need they show to you in the moment at which you see and you can handle. Yeah. Now, of course, people are not trustworthy. I understand that. But I'm just giving you a bit of context, perhaps. Maybe, maybe an extreme one, one can say. Mm. Yeah. But when I search for that word, um, hospitableness, I always got religious answers. I didn't get any, any kind of practical, secular conversation around it, which shows me that it's not spoken about, it's not thought about often in secular yeah. culture. Um, I would say circular Western culture. Um, maybe there's also that hint to it as well, because I do think uh, on the Eastern side of the conversation, I, mm, mm, mm. I might not be super Western. sure about this. Yes. Yeah, Let's yeah. Western. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, because I'm just thinking about it that I think it's a, it's just a, it's a result of a lot of different things. Because why, why that came to mind was because I thought about how because the whole hospitable thing has almost been commercialized in a sort of way where you only said tend to like try to show that level of care and concern when there's an incentive there. And because this world is really geared towards economic incentives. Yeah. It's very transactional. I think that's why you wouldn't see a lot of that. But then the argument is, you know, even in the, in the, in places like China and places like that, like a lot of things feel very transactional. Like it's a very fast moving, all of these things. But I feel like a lot of their culture seems to have followed through. Now, I haven't been there. I don't know what it's like on the ground, but the perception that we get from everything that we see and consume is a lot more, you know, there's a lot more communal mm, mm. vibe, you know, going on mm. in there. Um, but I guess the safety thing maybe then comes to, because a lot of these places tend to be very safe as well. Like for the most part, I think, mm. I think, I'm not sure about the crime rates and all of those things in like big city China and places like that. But I almost think that there's a correlation. Like when you feel that the standard of safety is not super high, then you kind of have to be guarded, which means mm. there's, a, there's less likelihood for you to, you know, want to interact with somebody else. Because when you think about scripture and all of that, I don't think there was a lot. Well, to be fair, the person that was on the road, well, he got robbed. So technically we can argue that. In the Good Samaritans, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because in the Good Samaritan parable, the person that was on the road got robbed. So you can argue that it wasn't a safe space, which is why those other two folks, you know, were going, were going on their own. So maybe that legit reasons too. But one person decided to like stop. I'll park it mm. there and, and talk. And, yeah. And I on. think, sorry, you go on, go on, go on, go on. No, no, finish, because I'm going to switch the points a bit. Oh, no, don't switch yet, because I think okay. it speaks about our loneliness of society as well. Mm. In a also, way, and I, and I think, well, because let me say Western, I, I, and apologies for everyone listening who is not in Western context, but I've been, I've been influenced by this because this is what I see every day, <laughs> but it's, it shows how lonely we are in a society because it goes back to the point where I said, everyone around you technically, you share something in common with them by mm. default, but yet... The world I live in feels to be that you're only concerned with something except it concerns you. Mm. Any concern with somebody except it concerns you. 
Mm. Right. And that's that reflects a lonely world because the fundamental idea behind that is I'm alone until I'm with somebody who I want to be with. Mm. Right. But we're not alone, technically, yeah. right? Because we are surrounded by people. And the the parable gives that example properly. And mm. which is why if you smile at if you smile at a stranger, it feels odd because you are a stranger and we should not be seen as cordial. Not not be seen, sorry. It is unexpected and it's perhaps suspicious if somebody smiles at you or, or, or shows a gentle, positive gesture mm. because society is just so lonely. Mm. 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 Lonely in not just being alone in your house, but lonely in how we share positive virtues with people we don't know. Yeah. Right. And there's the, and I understand it because even me myself, it's it's, it's something that it's something that I, I, I try to build on over the over this year actually. So I have more love for strangers. I've been trying mm. to do that a lot this year. I think that's something that I've tried to do. And by coincidence, it's happened that whenever anybody stops me on the road now. Yeah. Obviously I and I make like a two second split decision to think of is this is this relatively Obvious danger, or is it <laughs> not too obvious? But if I get stopped nine nine out of ten times, I would stop and 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 say, "Oh, hi, how's it going?" And you and, and what's funny? What's not funny is in the last four days of this week, I've been stopped every day. Because mm. every day I've gone out. Yeah. So on Sunday, my Instagram picture that I posted shows that <laughs> stopped by that guy. Um, on Tuesday. Someone stopped me to pray for me. Mm. On Wednesday, someone stopped me to ask if I can donate to charity. And when I say stop me, I mean by that I mean I was I was one out of fifty people that were walking past them that that yeah. said no. So if I said no, it would have made no difference to their story that day, mm. because many people said no. Mm. Right, and for other people, it's a case of they may not they may not stop you, but they look at you, give you a smile. Today on my way back home, and I was walking home, and, and then this old man looked at me and smiled, and I smiled, and I said, oh, hello, and she said, oh, hello back. My point is, just doing those little things never gave me negative emotion after I left those moments. Yeah. Now, of course, I'm, I'm speaking like this because I'm in a safe environment, yeah. relatively, yeah. Which, is, which is why my points now may be a bit biased. Yeah. If you're in an unsafe environment, it's an unlike is it you're in a different kind of response and different kind of mode. Yeah, absolutely. So so what I was gonna jump on top of that, and I think it's a bit connected actually, because um I feel like when I'm when I travel, um, and when I'm in the UK, there's more likelihood for me to be more like approachable, receptable, respond to social cues. So for example, which it, it can be a hit and a miss. So sometimes maybe you're in a bus and you know something happens. Not mm. something, maybe something funny happens. You know, everybody's usually on their own, but I usually try, I react in a sort of way. And if I see anybody else, I kind of like acknowledge the fact that we both saw what we just saw and we just share a moment. You get that sort of thing. Like, whereas 
when I'm here, Ghana, and I, well, Nigeria may be a bit more likely, depending on the situation. Like the the voices I sent to you yesterday from 2017. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The ad libs. Yeah, that was like a whole other scenario because I, I wasn't involved. In, I didn't say anything. I just recorded what was going on. It was just a very interesting conversation. But I'm just saying, like, I'm more likely to be quiet. I came up in a bus mm. and people are laughing or doing something. I'm just in my own space, wanting to get down from the bus because. I don't know. It's just this. It just, it's just this idea that you can just land in a conversation that you're not ready to be a part of, and that sort of thing. Um, or walking on the streets, and you know, someone stops you to ask for money. For sometimes, like this one is even another whole whole thing. When I was in when I was in primary school, I remember specifically. Uh, we had this group in school, and we would pull our lunch money together and. Keep but it that's on. that's about charity now they're going to but continue yeah 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 that's that's different but continue I, I'll bring it back I'll bring it back but you know we would we would pull our money together and at the end of like the week or two weeks we would buy stuff in bulk and just like jaye as like it was just a weird thing but I was the one that was keeping the money so one day I'm with the money coming back from school and this old lady walks up to me and she says something that she needs a bit of money and that was the only money that was with me and I gave it to her. I was give her everybody's money. Guy, I, w- I would have fought that day, man. <laughs> so I got back home and I told my mom, and she's like, are you serious at all? Like, if it was your money, fine, but like other people's money. I would have fought money, that day, yeah. man. So, but, but anyways, I, I started to say... But um, in primary school, was it primary school or secondary school? Primary school, it was primary school. Ah, <laughs> my lolly, my lolly, ice lolly that I've missed. Yeah, you're dead. Um, but, but just moving on, like, not to stay on the charity points, but I think obviously w- walking into people that potentially like need help, um, I think you, you just always think about, oh, is it a scam or is it not a scam? And then it, on the continent, there's the added sinister side of things as well, where it could be potentially diabolical yeah, in, yeah, in those yeah. kind of ways. So I feel like my natural instinct actually sometimes is to be very kind and to just give without questioning. But now you kind of like have to be guarded because like you said environments mm, are very different mm, and so mm, mm. sometimes i think people maybe it's like realizing when you then have those external pressures removed what do you revert back to or do you carry that mm, guarded mm. nature with you wherever you go um yeah And as you were speaking, I had these thoughts that I think also cements a bit of what you were saying and perhaps what I was saying as well is this being hospitable, if you're bringing it back to the home, yeah, our own safe, safe environment, I've realized now as we're talking that what, are, what you can't practice what you, are, you kind of are not are to yourself in a way. Mm. I think so. I think so. Maybe a little bit. I might, I might not be completely right, but hear me out for a second. So is it possible that for you to be hospitable, you have to also see yourself as a guest in your own space and, and then how you make your space to fit yourself naturally mirrors how you might want to make that space fit somebody else. Let me give, let me give that example. Mm. properly so if we want to go into the basic definition of, of being hospitable and apply that to myself 
in my home is obviously if I have a guest come in, and show a couple of things. One, excuse me, one, food, of course. Mm-hmm. Two, clean environment. Mm-hmm. Three, um, perhaps entertainment if they need. Um, four, heating if it's cold, comforts, general comforts, beddings, etc. right? Mm. Those basic things. And five, I guess, a an, an atmosphere that ensures that they are more at peace than they probably expected. Maybe not in their own home, but obviously to the level that they can be in my house. Mm. Right. And I'm thinking that if I was somebody who was naturally, I didn't really care about my own, I don't know, hear me out. Maybe I'm going on a mad limb. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't really care about how I eat. I didn't really care about how my place was like in the daytime. Yeah. If I was a different general mess. If I was uh if I if I if I didn't care about relaxing or entertaining myself or some some if I didn't care about those things for myself when I'm alone. Mm. Do you think that makes it harder to extend that to other people? Perhaps um, maybe I yeah I can say do you think the fact that some practices are already instilled for my own self alone makes it easier to extend it to guests that then qualify them as being part of being hospitable? I think so. I, I think there's an element of that in the, in the sense that if you're already doing it to yourself, you kind of like, there's already a high standard of care that you give and you think is, should be obtainable wherever you go. And so whenever somebody else comes into your home, you essentially, at the very least, treat the person like you treat yourself or at least you'd want to be treated and, you know, you would kind of mm. like then do that. But I'm trying to think of if you don't necessarily care so much, your home is not necessarily all of that. You might be hospitable in the sense that when someone comes into your space, you don't, yeah, the person has free range to do what they want to do. But I doubt the person will feel at home in that kind of space you get. Mm. And so the person mm. will still come away with the experience that you are not hospitable when really you're just yourself. And you didn't, you're almost neutral, you get, or even the hospitableness that you try to do because generally the standard of care that you're even giving to yourself, you're not hospitable to yourself. So it's hard for somebody else to read that as mm. sort of, so, yeah. And so that means that being hospitable means it's not about being yourself. It's about being the self that makes the guest feel comfortable. Exactly. And, and this brings me something to, um, to something I, I put down from one of the papers that you shared. And it's like, um, Hosting, he writes, is about listening, about allowing people to be themselves and about giving them room mm. to sing their own songs, speak their own mm. languages, dance their own dances. Not a subtle invitation to adopt the lifestyle of the host, but the gift mm. of a chance to find their own. It is about mm. inviting guests mm. into our world on their own terms. Mm. I love that. I love yeah. that. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Definitely I'll post that on Instagram. <laughs> and that's from oh geez, I didn't it's, I didn't write the author, I think. But I can, I, I, I can, I can find, find it. Quick. Yeah, it, it was in a paper that you shared, but I don't know who like if he was quoting somebody else or if it was himself. Um in particular. Wait, was, but yeah, it was like, in paper. Um yeah, the okay. one of one of the PDFs that you sent. Um but yeah, like 
that really stood out to me because it's like yeah because some people you know tend that to ho- profound yeah yeah some people tend to host and they do it on their own terms like you're coming into my space yeah. so you need to follow my rules and almost it's almost social etiquette for yeah, yeah for you that when you're in somebody else's space you kind of like default to them and that's it's not a bad thing but it's almost that you know maybe the person can come into your home wanting to afford you the respect that this is your home but if you're truly hosting you have to make the person feel like it's their home as well and you're hosting them on their own terms in a sort of way because if you think about the examples that me and you shared and what we're remembering frontal is the fact that in this person's home we felt at home pretty much right, yeah. on our yeah. own sort of terms. Like why I remember my sister's place quite fondly because I essentially think of, like I step into that world and I don't feel any disconnect. Like it just feels like a continuation mm, of, mm. you know, my life and all of those sorts of things. And mm, same thing in, in, mm. in Nairobi with, with Timame. So I think that's, yeah, well, that's why I just I selected it and put it there because I'm like, that's, that's a yeah, game that, changer. Oh, like, by the way, the, the person that said that was um, knowing age. And it's okay. in a text called Reaching Out, special edition of the spiritual classic, including Beyond the Mirror. Mm. But it was cited in the, in the paper that I put on there, which paper is titled Hospitality and Hospitableness by Conrad Lashley, 2015, in mm. Journal of Research and Hospitality Management. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a very, very, that was a very, very profound quote. Mm. And I, I, I think you would. T- I think I saw in, in the in the notion, mm-hmm. but I didn't read it yeah. properly until you said it now. Yeah. And and I'm almost I'm almost about to read it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think it's such a good point that that you, that you was raised in that text in terms of it's not about you. You have to let the guests sing their song because if if you if you're hosting people and they have to conform to every single thing the way you are living, mm. if life is different from them, then that's not you're, you're hosting them, but it's not complete hospitable hospitableness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you're nice, but you're not like it's the degree is different, right? Which you know, it then makes people it can, interesting because 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 if, if people can be themselves, then they are comfortable. Then then you've succeeded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the other the flip side of this is that I guess this might potentially be assuming that there's the song that they want to sing is a good song in <laughs> Jigget. Yeah. So yeah. That, this yeah. is one of those things whereby you are, you are expecting in a fair world, the person you're hosting is also a fair person. It's also a fair person, yeah. Because if All they're right. about to do shit, <laughs> go bank leg, if, 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 if them feeling at home means leaving dishes everywhere, putting your yeah, leg on the yeah, table, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 let's, yeah, let, yeah, let's park. Because what I was going to say earlier is, you know, when you think about the hospita- hospitality industry, a lot of what they try to sell is home away from home, right? They try to sell that vibe of, yes, you're in a hotel, but we're going to try and give you that home-like feeling so that you feel like this is yours. But technically, you're paying for it, so you better make me feel like uh, I'm at home. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's the difference, yeah. Okay, let's, let's quickly look at the challenges, excuse me, challenges of being hospitable because I think... Um, Actually, before challenges, let's also acknowledge very quickly that I think we've already said it, but there's different cultural elements in this. Yeah. Right. Um, different cultures value hospitableness very differently. I think we've already said this briefly, but I think for us Nigerians, 
we're very we're very community centric. You know, we value a lot of communal bonds and family networks across the places. You know, we welcome guests, but even strangers as well. We offer food. Food is very key to how we mm. share hospitality. Um, elaborate meals, and if you refuse food, they can they can call you. Not <laughs> you know, we've got a lot of warmth and affection in our in our ways. We when we welcome guests in Nigeria, it's part of make guests feel like family. It's almost like a social contract. Yeah, you know, but and. You know, Go on. I'm going to say like, but to what end, right? Because I feel like sometimes, and this is why I didn't really like sometimes that some people were very good at hosting, not because they naturally were predisposed to it, but because they don't want you to leave their house and start telling like, yeah, yeah you yeah, get. Yeah, 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 because yeah. you see sometimes is, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they want to be called um Omolua Bife, Omol, yeah. or Igwe Buke if you're Igbo. Yeah. And the funny thing is that like it then goes back to this quote that we just had because a lot of times you don't necessarily, when you're there, you can feel like they're serving you in the fine china, you're, they're giving you coke and juice and everything, but you don't necessarily feel they're at home. You're still like, you know, perched up and trying to be all right. And for me, like I've been on the receiving end where I've seen people prepare to host people and in their head, they are stressing out and they would rather it not be happening. But they would, <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah, they will still yeah, bring yeah. out the fine, fine dishes for you. They will still that's, cook. That right there is performance. It's performance, exactly. So for me, yeah, that's I think... A very good, that's a very good one, yeah. I, yeah. I think that performance thing was one that I never... I it used to irritate me a lot. And maybe that's part of what I've carried through where I'm like, if I don't feel like I'm naturally going to be mm, welcoming mm. to you... I would not do it just because it's a performance. So I will almost err on the side of, I'm not even going to do it at all mm. if it's going to require a performance. Because I feel like in our culture, as you know, you were describing, yes, we're hospitable and everything, but I feel like a lot of it, a lot of times, is performance. Performance, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, but looking at people like ourselves who might be young adults trying to um, embrace being hospitable and improve that virtue and has that virtue as we're trying to do every day. Um, there's several challenges that you might face. Mm. You know, it could be cultural misunderstanding, it could be boundaries, it could be what society expects from you. I think I've seen some of this in my own personal life. Yeah. Um, but, but I thought at least there's some, some, um, some challenges that, that I think exist for people that I've found. Mm. Um, of course, the one thing that definitely exists is cultural misunderstandings. Mm. Um, and that's when in your own culture, you expect certain things. In the other person's culture, it's not the same. And this creates problems. I guess if you're in, if you're in the space of Nigeria, Ghana, Ghana or Kenya or wherever you're listening, or Canada or US or UK, if it's just that space where there is no cross-cultural interactions, you may not have such issues, but when you have cross-cultural interactions is when issues like that might manifest. Yeah. And then there's personal boundaries. Mm. Right? Where people cross boundaries, you know, guests that would that would say, mm. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just here for for one night and then and then they are in your couch deliberately for two weeks. <laughs> right. And they're not even trying to give you your personal space. They are probably living dishes every day. They probably Whatever it is, yeah. right? Um, 
So those are like very, very common challenges and barriers. And I don't know whether I want to step in, but I, but I thought I'll list some other practical ones that I think we all face mm. and talk about solutions to them. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I guess one thing is lack of experience, right? We've mm. given examples of our personal lives where we've seen it, we've, we've experienced it either as the guest or the, as the host growing up. Yeah. Some people have neither. Mm. Right. And in, the, in those cases, what do they do? I would say practice. <laughs> you know, it could start in your workplace. It could start in um, football. It could start in the salon. Whatever it is, you can practice hospitalness in small doses. Mm. Right. And just see how you feel about making people feel welcome in spaces that they are not natural to. Mm. Right. That's practicing. Um, and, that, and, and, and that challenge for many people could be lack of time, um, mm. which, which is a real one when you are a, a hustling adult like we are. Um, if you're like, oh, I don't have time, which is a very legit thing. I think where this, what helps here is just planning. If you plan well, plan, plan, plan ahead. I think when you were coming, I, I think I asked you, <laughs> I think I, I, I can't remember, but I know that when you were coming, I planned like, I mean, good things that you told me well in advance, which was great. Yeah. So, so, so I already knew that, okay, this month, Toby's coming two weeks, and I have to buy meat, X, Y, Z, these foods here. So, I know mm. that for the first five days, food is not a problem. Yeah. Um, this is not a problem. Um, sleep is not a problem, et cetera. And of course, you can ask people for help as well and tips if you need yeah. help. The big one, lack of money. Um, sometimes I feel like we don't have enough money to host. We haven't got um, a big house to host. Mm. What I would say is you can be creative. Um, my own example is my first year in the UK, I lived when I was very, very poor. <laughs> I lived in um, a shared house and we, I had a small bedroom. Now, you've been to my flat. So my bedroom was probably the size of my kitchen mm. here. Yeah. So you can imagine how small it was. Mm. And for some reason, whenever I had guests, mostly women at, at, at the time, and they would tell me that they felt very cozy mm-hmm. and chill in that space. And that's because when I got there, my first three months, I just, I did love research and say, okay, how can you make a <laughs> s- small space cozy? <laughs> how can you make a small space feel very, very um, homey? Yeah. And you get tips from Pinterest, from internet, from this, from that, from that, from that. But I was intentional about, this is what I have. How can I make it cozy? And one simple thing that made my room cozy was for me to get some kind of fluffy rug that just, that when you leave your, when, when you get off the bed, you land on. Just yeah. little things like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like a soft light like you have now for a color, can, maybe like a red color. Just little things like that, just to make my space feel a bit more homey. Yeah. Right. And that's just being creative. So even though I didn't have a big space, I was still creative that some people found that to be, um, make them feel at home. Yeah. You can also share costs as well. I think sometimes if you have somebody coming over and you feel like it's too much money, you can, you can feel free to share costs. You can let them know that, oh, bro, I want you to come over, but please help me in this. Maybe not the first day. It could be second day, but I guess these people might be your friends as well. So you can still be, 
don't be afraid to let others know that you when, might need some help. They can share yeah. some some costs. Mm. Lack of space. Um, sim- similar to the previous one about being creative, but also trust that your guests will understand. Yeah. And and I think sometimes you're thinking that maybe they might judge you, but trust that they will understand. You know, I mean, in my own, in my own case, I didn't have a choice anyway. <laughs> um, but I realized that people. I mean, I, I, I remember I had this guest whose house was like what you call it is a dream a dream student house, mm. a studio, a big studio, yeah, right where where she had everything in in her place. But I had just like a tiny room. In fact, my room was probably the size of her bathroom. Mm. Thereabouts, no one studio, so it was a flat, no studio, and obviously, my own, that's my own context, and she knew that, right? Mm. So it's just. You have to just trust that your guests understand sometimes. Um, I think the second class I'll mention is lack of skill in food planning and home management. <laughs> I guess this relates to perhaps your own, how, you, how, how your life is, how your life works normally for yourself. Yeah. Um, and just get, get, get the basic understanding of planning meals, of, of nutrition adequacy. And you're doing that for yourself as well, not only yeah. for your guests. And I think it gets easier. You can also ask guests for their input and what they want, what they, what they prefer. When you're coming, I ask you if you if you don't like certain things. Yeah. All right. So that you know, but yeah, I guess this depends on the, on how familiar you are with them. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but always ask, always ask them for their input and their preferences. Clean step by step. Don't wait to the last day. I think I wrote all these things down before the episode. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm just reading it out. Yeah. But the final one, um, lack of skill in responding to responding to responding to unexpected events. This yeah. is for me. Mm. You know, when 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 you're not when you have to host without expecting it, when you have to host under unforeseen circumstances. I guess what I tell myself now is just expect the unexpected. Yeah. Right. Um maybe have extra food just in case. Be or be close to food. <laughs> it's better to feed guests in a messy place than not feed guests at all. Trust me, everyone feels better when they're when they've been fed. <laughs> Um, like me, if you have a place like this, you buy you. I have just one bed. Get a uh, invest in an air mattress. Mm. Whether you use that or you guess to use that, up to you. Um, but always, always, always expect the unexpected. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's 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 my my list. I wrote down for anybody who wants to up that virtual being hospitable, and it's a journey, I guess, but it also helps you as well as a human. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so for me, like, I don't, like, I don't, in terms of hosting, like, as, as, as I said on top of the episode, my default state is not to, like, look for it or seek it out. <clears throat> but I think how I make up for that is if it does happen and if for whatever reason it has to happen, <clears throat> I tend to be able to go, like, over and beyond a bit because I know yeah. I don't always get the opportunity. It's not always going to be the case it's just a quick night or a quick two days or three days. So I tend to be able to, you know, to get out of my comfort zone and do what needs to be done. Now I'm not the best at, you know, I think I, I'm not the best at doing some of the maybe basic things, but some of the other things I'm able to do it at a high, much higher level that it almost balances out. Yeah, so for example, yeah. if you come to my place or whatnot, 
I would willingly give up my bed. I would, you know, change the sheets. I would do all, like, essentially, I would just give up my, <laughs> all my whatever for that period. <laughs> yeah, you can have it all. Because in my head, I'm like, you know what? There's no, there's no point, right? And then, you know, I can cater to all those things. Now, in terms of food and stuff like that, what I tend to do is to give a very large heads up about my circumstance in the sense that yeah, yeah. me, I don't, food, me and food are very, fun, it's a very functional experience. <laughs> so if it's that you like to eat, you like to cook or all of those sorts of things, I will give you all the information that I can. I will tell you what I typically do for food and then we can figure ourselves out. We can turn it into an adventure if you, decide you want to cook something then i will find out where things are and we'll go shop for it but it's your responsibility to put it together because i ain't doing that right just because i just yeah but yeah. again that's still quite valid because yeah. it relates to the some of the tips you just mentioned yeah you, you get their input and their preference and you invite them into the experience and anyway exactly. that's also like them in their own home as well because exactly you're making them a joint collaborator in the experience of being in your, in your space yeah or be you giving them enough shelter and comfortable bedding as well yeah absolutely and so let's maybe let's because we've actually been going on for a minute i'd say let's uh maybe try to land this with actually tips for being a guest ah uh, yeah on the spots <laughs> yeah but I'll, I'll share mine and then maybe you can piggyback off that because okay Pretty much. Yeah, I didn't write anything down for that. Yeah, it's a good yeah. question, but I can think about it what, as, you, as you speak. Yeah. So for me, I didn't, I didn't think about it as well, but I'm just going to walk through. Again, I just recently came from that in terms of being a guest oh, okay. in, in multiple homes. So I will say what are the things I used to do in my head or just generally. But the number one rule is, you know, as much as, I said number one rule, but as much as, you know, we read the quotes and it said, make the person feel at home and all of that. Like, even if that's going to happen, um, I think what's been very successful for me is to make myself not small, but as much as possible to as much as as much as within your power as well, try to make yourself almost feel not non-existent, but like the person's life would still go on relatively normally, like net zero effect. And then if possible, go to a net positive effect. And it could be the small things that don't really matter, but at the end of the day, they kind of like stack up. So for example, in, in Wallace's place, for me, it was, it was the dishes, right? And only because when Wale cooks, Wale would probably want to wash the dishes next day. Like for him, that's his own sequence. But technically my own like thing, I just, if, I, if, they're, if they're dishes in the sink, I just tend to wash them. I don't like stacking them up. So I'm in his place and I can feel like, oh, but it's Wale's house. He probably has plans. Maybe there's a dishwasher and whatnot. For me, my first instinct is, let me just try and start to do it and see what happens, right? You know, so I did it and Wale's like, oh, you shouldn't have da 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 But for me, I'm like, well, if it's going to be there, I'm going to do it, right? And so that's just one way. Or, you know, what other things that I used to do? Oh yeah, like you traveled and yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You travel for a few days and well, this happened. I think I, I came and you weren't around at first. You came in like, was it what? No, no, you can't speak at the airport. Sorry. You can't speak at the train station. But this was when you traveled and there, you know, there was back, one period yeah. and you came back. And then there's one time that you went and I left before you came yeah, back. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, yeah. When I was leaving, I was like, I had a mental picture of what his apartment was, was like when I arrived in terms of what, you know, he had to move or what Wale had to move to different places to accommodate me and all those things. So when 
I was going to leave and he wasn't around, I was like, okay, as much as I can remember, let me try and get everything back to as close as I can get to, right? Bathroom, I was like, okay. And again, it makes it easy when the person, and this actually connects to the point of if the person takes care of themselves and their apartment and whatever very well, I can actually make some of these other things I'm mentioning easy because now I was like, okay, I probably need to, let me try and wash the bathroom before I go. And I didn't want to message him to be like, where is this? Because if I message him, he'll tell me, oh, bro, don't do it. You understand? But then I was like, okay, let's look. Open the cupboard, open the cupboard here. Oh, there's washing you know, there's, there's detergent here to wash this. I can tell this is a sponge for, for washing stuff as well. And so just not, not anything major, you understand. And I just did it. And I, forgot, and I even forgot that I did it. And then when it got back and it's like, oh, well, thanks for keeping the place clean and all those sorts of things. So I think, again, it's just little tiny things that I feel like yeah. you might be doing the most, but it really goes a long way. In my sister's place, I think it was all about, um, you know, being able to, Again, it's a, it's a bit difficult in that context to really add value and to be a plus, but it's like, don't be a minus. <laughs> That's kind of yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, just yeah, don't boy, be a minus. Right. And, and it, it can be as simple as always being there for conversation, right? You'll be surprised how, if it's someone that lives alone or true, you know, doesn't true. necessarily have someone like that around, maybe your tendency is to hide in your, because again, like I said, make yourself small. But for me, if conversations are happening, I stay like and i hang around and i maybe even start conversations if i feel like the person is you can always tell when someone is in a talking mood right and then you yeah, just yeah, yeah. you know allow it because happen. because 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 at times it's also weird when you have a guest who's just in the room exactly exactly it's like what i always did inside that sort of thing and yeah. then and then you can make the host feel like it's just a hotel they're, they're running exactly so at times you have to participate in their conversation in the daily sense because that because happened to me as well at well. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, um, and yeah, just generally be, be cheerful to be fair. Um, yeah. And, but I guess there's also situations where you're in somebody's place and I guess fights or things are happening or arguments and those awkward scenarios. The rules for that vary. But like, <laughs> this was, I, I hope they don't happen. And usually, Again, I think staying small is just don't don't get sucked into it. Don't like stay neutral. You're Switzerland in most cases, and just you know offer passive comments to carry the conversation along away from you. And usually, yeah. I think most hosts will not necessarily try to like the kind ones won't try and throw you in the middle of what is a bit unnecessary. Um, but I guess it's also a testament that sometimes if people are able to almost forget that you're there and fall into their own <laughs> regular patterns you might be doing a good job but sometimes just let them know that you're kind of still hanging still around. around yeah like sometimes when some conversations are going on and i'm like okay they probably want to get into i just you know start to pack everybody's dishes like and go wash it in the kitchen yo. and I'm just <laughs> yo those cues then i was like lame and then she, and then she start, and have a chat with her husband yeah and then maybe like something comes up yeah I just, I, that's when my kids just get, <laughs> get the tea, the, the tea cups and then just uh, head to the kitchen. Head to kitchen and just don't come back, bro. <laughs> and then just, you know, we around yeah. and. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah. I think you, you made very good points. And yeah. Yeah, I think what you said, what you said was spot on. Mm. Um, because I think it was, for me, even though, even though I would never say you should clean anything, because mm. I, I wouldn't just do that. But coming back to it, being surprised by it is, was a nice feeling. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. And, and I guess it's the same for anybody's hosting. Yeah. Um, I wrote down two things as 
guests, I guess, which had similar to what you said, were two things that makes people good guests. My battery's mm. low, so I probably should rush it up. Um, <laughs> one is observe people's routines and blend into yes, it. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. I think that's yes, very yes. important. Observe their routines and oof, blend into their routines. Oof, oof, Make sure you're one. not impeding their routines, but you're blending into it. Mm. Um, help out daily chores, as Toby said, um, without alerting to it. Um, use your, I think one, one I'll say is you, whatever skills you have that, whatever you do well, try and use that in that space. Mm, mm. So if you're somebody who, I, I don't know what, whatever home management skills you do well, if it's about um, cleaning, I don't know that's a skill, but it's about cleaning, it's <laughs> about, it's about knowing good, good TV shows. That's, yeah. also, that's also, also a skill, but whatever yeah. things you do well that make people happy, try and bring that into space. Yeah. And also use the internet. And on how to how to be a good guest. Yeah. And yeah. maybe 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 have yeah, I'm done. I'm not gonna give it absolutely. Uh, yeah, honestly, I think the big one, honestly, that will be a win everywhere you go is to is to kind of like just keep things clean, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. that's yeah. that even one if, is it. Even if even if they are dirty people, yeah, you be clean. You be clean. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's just it's it's just the whole thing. Like as simple. Like for me. Dishes in the sink. Like for me, in my sister's place, like it was just three of us in the house. But whenever I get kind of like get to the sink and there's a dish there, I just watch it. Like it's impulsive. Just, you know, it it changes a lot because I, I try to put myself on the other on the receiving end. Because imagine if I use the plate and I left it in the sink in my own house and I'm planning that, oh yeah, I'm going to wash it later. If I come back and I don't see that plate in the sink and it's already been washed, like it's a very small thing, but that positive hit of, oh wow, I don't have to wash this. And somebody else thought about it like yeah i don't know so for me it's also i think this ties we, we come back to this point and we'll end it here but it's that i think the better you take care of yourself and the things that the level you treat yourself if you start to treat yourself a lot better the next level is just to make sure you're able to do that to a degree for somebody else and honestly i think that's how i just generally operate with this whole place thing with this whole routines thing and whatnot it's like that point about fitting yourself into their routines is like it's it's crazy because Number one, it means you're observant and then you are, you know, empathetic enough and yeah, just, you know, social, socially adept enough to know. Yeah, you have to be observant. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to be like, it's the least we said we could do was to clean or to be clean. But then I guess the least, least thing you can do is just to be observant, like be very observant about things that are going on, where things are placed, where things are put, because like, it just means it shows that you care really much like it just shows that you care and I, I think for me it goes a long way um and yeah oh and i have one more um point to the observant every home is a system maybe this mm. may be but every home is a system and if, if, you, if you're in a home long enough you know the home system mm. but homes that are disorganized often don't have systems mm. and then that's mm. when you're probably in a bit of more trouble because you don't know how to um perhaps make it better. But if you're in a home that's a system, that's that's very good. You can quickly yeah. find a, a way to impute, not impute, impact the home or not be a detriment to the home. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, um, that brings us to the end of this conversation. Um, as always, let us know your thoughts in the comments, you know, what stood out to you. Um, we've been having some very crazy comments, crazy on the positive side, uh, you know, so far. And I appreciate everyone that takes the time to really share their thoughts because again it just really 
yeah, it's a nice feeling. I'll just be positive and just say that it's, it's a nice feeling so far. Um, so let us know, you know, when you're a guest, what do you tend to do? What are your strategies for being a, an efficient guest? Um, and also on the hosting side as well, you know, what, what do you tend to do to make it easier for you to host people? Um, and yeah, and maybe when, if you do want to host a party and Wale and I are in town, please invite us. We would be wonderful guests as, as, as you can see. I shall you. be a great guest. I shall bring you a drink of, the, of your choosing. Oh yeah. Actually, that's... no, not of your choosing because you might have some very, very mad taste. <laughs> Just I'll, do the I'll, nice I'll thing. Bring, I'll bring a drink of my choosing. Uh-huh. I trust yeah. it to be good. Yeah. But yeah, still yeah. be said, thank you guys very much for listening, for the comments. If you're not following us on YouTube yet, please follow us on YouTube for our recovery room sessions. Mm. Um, we do that once every two weeks you can catch us on video see our faces see how we react to live stuff mm. and see how we just take a chill from the pill and talk about what's happening in the world around us Yeah, and I hope that also gives you a good refreshing taste of who we are as people absolutely and also our Patreon um, which is where we have our cinema therapy episodes where we unpack things and essentially invite movie stars and producers in terms of their work to really help us unpack topics um, I guess we can a bonus here and save the next one we're watching is should i say it or yes hotel transylvania i guess um transylvania oh, so, sorry the grand budapest hotel i knew i was going to mess it up if i didn't scroll back yeah <laughs> the, possibly grand budapest hotel but what we'll do is we'll put it in the in the description or maybe in the instagram caption hopefully yeah once or just sure. subscribe to our patreon and you get a heads up where we finally actually watch it so that's that's what you should yeah. do subscribe that to our patreon guys that yeah yeah yes. yes all right thanks guys enjoy your weekend Have a great catch week. you great day yep 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 catch you later goodbye everybody thank you goodbye hi there and we're quite sure that the podcast landscape on your device is massive And yet you found us and you chose to indulge in our long-form, complex, sense-making dialogues. And for that, we applaud you. But more importantly, we say a big, massive thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, if it made you smile, think, debate, or even disagree, please show us some support. You can do that in five simple ways. Number one, give us a great rating and review and subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Number two, leave a comment, let us hear you, but more importantly, let our community hear you as well. Number three, share this episode with somebody new, somebody you thought about when you were listening, someone you think would enjoy it. Number four, if you're active on social media, connect, connect, connect. It's yellowpeelpod on Instagram slash threads and yellowpeel underscore pod on Twitter. Five, and finally, you can join our Patreon community down link below. Once again, thank you for taking Yellow Peel with us today. It's Wally, your co-host. Next to me is Toby. And we wish you the very best in the coming hours, days, weeks, and months. But we'll see you again soon. Till next time, peace and love, people. Peace and love. <laughs>